Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. There is a couple of rules we have on this show. Um, we don't deal with Komodo dragons. They are the confirmed enemy of the show. Too um, dangerous. We don't appreciate Hugh Jackman, although there's he been... Snobbed, uh, snobbed, snubbed your nan. He snubbed my nan um, and misgendered uh, the National Zoo and Aquarium solo the cheetah. But that's, mm. I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's assumed agenda, but that, it, it, who cares? The point here is, Ned, mm. we also have a very stringent rule against talking about dreams. Dreams are very boring to hear about. Dreams are incredibly boring to hear about because you it's were, not real. It's not real. It's and like, you hey, there. I made up this story. But are you I ready? I would like to break that tradition this morning, okay. and I will freely admit I'm the one that most flagrantly breaks this rule. Yes. I often will bring dreams to the table because I want to understand them better. Like, the dream I had last night served no purpose other than to panic me when I woke up this morning. Mm. It had no basis in reality, but it was so vivid and real. It's bizarre when you leave your brain to its own devices. It's like, what if I scared you? <laughs> so my, what if I freaked you out? My childhood home, the one that I lived in for maybe only 10 months when I was like... 13. I thought you are going to be like, what, for, not for the first 10 yeah, months? No, How no, do you yeah. remember it? Thir- <laughs> I was 13 and it was 10 months. We'd just yeah. moved towns and we stayed in this house before the other house. That's sort of how it all worked. I could remember the layout of the house vividly. I could remember where everything was. The floor plan. The floor plan of this house. That If you asked me to draw right now, don't think I could. But in my dream, I, was, I was there. Yeah. I was in it. Um, and the reason I had to explore so much of the house was because Puffins had broken in and destroyed the whole house. Who's Puffins? Do you know what Puffins are? They're dumb oh, little birds. like the penguin-looking yeah, things. Yeah, dumb yeah, little yeah, birds yeah. with, like, the big beaks. Why do you think you have Puffins? I could not. The reason <laughs> I brought this this morning is yeah. why has this happened? Yeah. Why have I had a vivid dream about a house I don't live in anymore being ransacked by Puffins? I think I, I, and by the way, the puffins weren't puffins. Like in the dream, they they were bright green, yeah, and they had big orange beaks. So they were like two cans. Big orange beaks. Oh, they do have big orange beaks. That's that's good. That's good. (laughs) They were bright green. You're not completely delusional. They were bright, bright green. No, they're black and white. And there were hundreds of them in this house. Okay, so I don't think you really know. I think you were thinking of two cans. I don't think you know what a puffin is. (laughs) Neither do I. But yeah, I think that this would be a great example for psychologists to be like, not everything is something. What was this? Yeah. No, no, but, no. But is it, or you think it's just so solidly not something? I wholeheartedly yeah. subscribe to the universe. Sometimes <laughs> just does stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. there mm. isn't reasons for things. Sometimes it just happens. And I think that if you told your a psychologist your dream, they'd be like, "Yep, yep. that's nothing, dude." That's sort of what happens if you took all the food that you were going to eat in one day, threw it in a blender, blended it up, and poured it into a glass. That would look pretty weird. That's what you've just done with all your thoughts throughout the day. I can't explain why you think it's, it's, it's a thought smoothie. It's a thought. <laughs> It's a thought smoothie. And guess what? It tastes awful, and sometimes they do. It was a lot of fun as a dream, though, I must (laughs) admit. But people were, like, my parents were in the house, and they kept running around going, we've got to stop the puffins. Yeah. So I probably couldn't tell you... in my conscious life, whether a puffin was a real thing or not, yeah. whether it was a fake animal or a real animal, but we were very concerned and knew exactly what they were. <laughs> you're, a, you're a family of puffin hoarders. We were puffin panickers, <laughs> yeah. is what we were. <laughs> I think the psychologist would be like, did you ever open to an access a, 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 access to an open bar over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> You didn't fall over at any that point, did you? That explains it, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to rabbit hole. Honestly, I didn't expect us to go down there either. <laughs> but can it I, freaked me out. Can I just say quickly that we are getting mysterious? We don't know where any of this will lead. That's the whole point of the mystery mention. You get on the phone, 131060, you ask for one of us to leave the room. Then the person still here gives you a code word. Upon the person who left returning, you on 131060 then have to hide the code word you were given and a little creative writing story. Exactly right. It's completely up to you. Make up whatever story you would like. Tracy but- from Moncrief, how are you this morning? Good, thank you. Good, Tracy. A little tired, Trace, but that's, you know, Monday to be expected. Who would you like to have leave the studio, uh, Josh or Josh? <laughs> Josh. Ah, good choice, I <laughs> would say, Trace. I was tired, and now you're making me move. Yeah, I'm also tired. Look, it's a tiring day out here for everyone. Keep going. This is how long he's really... He's doing like a Charlie Brown... You know, he kicks his feet along the ground. Okay, Tracy's out of here, finally. Just some time for you and I. Um, Tracy, have you... I've never really done this before, but do you have a word you would like it to be? Um, no, not really. <laughs> okay, so the word I want to give you is agent, all right? A-G-E-N-T, like agent James Bond or whatever. Is that okay? Yep, not a problem. Perfect. All right, come on in, Joshua. God, don't look so defeated. He, I cannot explain how sad he looks. You understand? You're still at work, right? You just didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to walk out of the you studio. Have to get up. <laughs> all right, Trace. Tell all me right. a story, Trace. Tracy, you have a story for Josh, I believe. Yes, I do. Take it away. Okay, so today I heard on the lottery that somebody had won a ticket and they had bought it from a particular news agent in Moncrief. So I decided to go and see whether it was my ticket and if I had won the lottery. You, and I'm not saying this, I know it's going to sound like I'm being very dramatic, that was the best mystery mention I've ever heard. Hands okay. down, without a shadow of a doubt. And we've had some good ones. That one was by far and away the best one I've ever heard. There's no way you get that. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what you're thinking? At least let us know what hey, you're she thinking. She said ticket twice, but then you, what you've just... This is why I th- would like to ban you from being able to say anything after it. Because okay, yeah, that's fair Because from what you just said now, I think it can't be ticket because she said it twice, which would... But maybe that's what it is. Maybe no, that's I know, this is what I mean. You, you, you lead me down a path <laughs> that I'm not... I think it was ticket, but now I want to say it was like a benign word, like one. Like, did, no, I the, wouldn't have done something no, like okay, that. Okay, all right. Um, all right, well, then I'm going to lock in ticket. I'll go with my original gut feeling that it was ticket. Um, Tracy, why don't you tell Josh what the word was, and then you also might have to tell him when it was. Okay, so the word was agent, and it was when I said I went to the news agent. Like A-G-E-N-T, I gave her that, like, and I said, like, like James Bond, secret agent, and she used that for news agent. Yeah. I was like, We're not that gonna get is into incredible. The, no, there'll be English teachers all across the nation's capital this morning going, news agent word. is one word and it's a different word, but that's fine. Not to it me, was it's creative. Not, yeah. I enjoyed it. Well done, <laughs> Trace. Yeah. You've won yourself the double pass. Congratulations. Thank you. Trace, no, no he, at all. he is very right. <laughs> it doesn't take away from what you've done here this morning. Josh, on Friday, I had to do a bunch of stuff. Some errands. Some errands. I had to run a hell of a lot of errands, actually. I had to go and pick up my suit. I had to go and get some um, uh, medicine from the pharmacist. I didn't want to call it drugs then. I got scared, but it's like... Medicine. Medicine. Yeah. Antibiotics. It's actually what it was. It's for my hay fever that's mm. 
currently riddling me. Raging. Yeah. It's, it's, it's held. It's like the floodgates held back for 27 years, and now the city of Pompeii is absolutely at the behest of my hay fever. Which I'm very excited about because it's been too long that you've been mocking us hay fever sufferers, and that now you know what it's like. Yeah, that is correct. I have no retort for that. <laughs> I have been so arrogant, and now my chickens have come home to roost. Um I also had to go and get some dog food. I had to go and get some yeah. drinks for people. I had to probably run about seven errands. Okay. Now, I did all of this in probably three hours, mm-hmm. and it was like Belconnen, Gangalan. Then I had to go to Fishwick very briefly. Then I had to go into town. I was like all over the shop. Got it all done in three You're hours. Busy bee. Got home, felt a sense of satisfaction that I don't get from work. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because I just got so much done. I was like, I literally just got so much done in three hours, and it's because they were all such like little errands. It made it feel like I did, did a million so things. Much. Yeah, I was running that around is a, everywhere. That, it is the greatest feeling after a big day of errands, where you're like, I have achieved. I could conquer planets. Exactly. And no, I've actually just done four things I've been meaning to do for a week and a half. It, like, I get this for the the most satisfying thing that happened to me was went to Belco uh, Westfield. Yep. The pharmacy, the pharmacy that's on the bottom floor. Went in there, handed them my script. They're like. 10, 15 minutes, went into JB Hi-Fi while they were getting my script ready, went in there, picked up something that I had like click and collected, went upstairs, got a sandwich, came downstairs. As I came downstairs, they were like, here is your medicine, use your antibiotics. As I was like leaving, I've never had a more efficient efficient 15 minutes in my entire this life. This is why I go to South Point, because literally every shop's there. Exactly. Yeah. But this was it. It was perfect. It was like I just did one while one was doing. I went and did two other ones as I was coming Tremendous back. It was great. Work. Tremendous. Um, you've, you've streamlined. I don't know if this is a real job. I think it's actually not a real job, because I think it's just like what... So I think it's actually a demeaning thing to call someone. But if... I think I need to become an errand boy now. <laughs> like... You know an how people, actual you, errand boy. Yeah, you know how people are like, you go get me that errand boy, yeah, and they're like yeah. saying in a demeaning way. He's just the Prime Minister's errand boy. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I would yeah, love yeah. to be an errand boy. That actually runs errands, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, like I go and run you errands. <laughs> would that <laughs> just be like an assistant? You know how some people have an assistant that will well, I don't help, want to help be anyone. No, I don't want to be manage assistant. their lives. I don't want to be assistant. I wanted to be an, an errand, errand boy. boy. Like, where? So you would be that. You would be an assistant, but you would want the title to be errand boy. Well, no, because I don't want to assist people in crap either. I don't want to be like hanging around their work and doing stuff. I would like to someone be like, here, I, I need you to go get me squash from the supermarket. I also need you to pick my dog up. And then I also need you to mm. laminate this book for me. So I'd be like, great. I'll get it done in 45 minutes and I'm only going to charge you 200 bucks. I'm not talking about a secretary. I'm talking about how Hollywood people have assistants. Oh, they yeah, go like and get PA. their dry cleaning yeah, yeah. and go and get all of that. So would you say you would like to do those kinds of things, but where would the errands stop? Paperwork? No, no way? No, no, no. no. It, is it going and getting things or is it doing jobs? Would you also I don't know. pick up dog poo for someone? Or would you? I is there anything has, yeah. they need to do or no. is it just going and getting stuff? This is why I'd be a bad personal assistant. Why I don't like the title assistant. <laughs> Essentially, I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> So maybe what I do in the morning is I go, uh, hoi, hoi, hee, 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 errand boy ready for Available. duty. Yep. Um, who's got errands? And then everyone sends me their errands, and I just pick the ones that seem kind of fun. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, I need you to chop it. Like, I've got a bunch of wood. I need to chop wood. I'd do that. That's mm-hmm. a bit of fun, swinging an axe around. Someone's like, I need you to walk my dog. Great. Someone's like, hey, I need you to wash my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really want to do that. 
This is what I mean. You just pick and go. And then I could get like 100 errands done in a day for like 20 different people. Well, you are under 30 and in the workforce, so you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> you can just quit and go do another job. So that's fine. You'll be fine. Don't say I'm under 30. We're three years apart. No, We're not different generations. You youngsters, what's yeah, going oh on? God. <laughs> Ned. Nails. Artificial intelligence changing the way lots of things work still means that uh, we're not going to get Deadpool 3 for a while because there's apparently the last sticking point on the actor's version of the strike is AI. Yeah. They're really struggling to come to terms with it. I don't know what that means because I understood that for the writing one, but... They're like, we don't want you to write stuff, but are they saying that like you can't use my actor, face? Yeah, like intelligence are going to... Artificial intelligence, because they already do that. They can CGI people's... That's not artificial, though. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. The point Maybe is that they actually hate um, AI from Steven Spielberg. It's by far his worst movie with Harry Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah as much as I like Haley Haley. Joel, does try his little heart out, but it is a terrible film. It's just a bad movie. Um, so maybe they're all actually com- <laughs> maybe they're all complaining about that instead, which would make sense. But yeah. something that has made sense is I've finally found a use case for AI that I'm like, nah, this is what it should be for. Okay, this is the kind of silly stuff we should be using it for. Not <laughs> ch- not checking people's resumes or streamlining processes that involve life and death. I'm talking about using it for stuff like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to AI Fight Night. My goodness. Artificial intelligence has been used to bracket up What's and it? decide yeah. which animal would win out of all the deadly animals on Earth if they were to fight. Ooh, yeah. wow. Um, I type in boxing music instrumental if that's what you want to know. Okay, great. Yeah. I was like, is this some wrestling thing? This yeah. is great. This is cool. I feel like Boxing I'm, music instrumental. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching Creed. First fight, Siberian Tiger versus Bald Eagle. Uh, bald eagle. No, 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 no. Sorry, tiger. Tiger, 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 tiger. Tiger wins. Tiger wins. Leopard versus moose. Leopard. Leopard wins. Great. Inland Taipan versus polar bear. Ooh, polar bear. Polar bear wins. Great white shark, hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus wins. African elephant versus cassowary. African elephant. Done. Colossal squid versus tiger shark. Colossal squid. Done. Nile crocodile, tiger shark. Nile Crocodile. Nah, tiger shark. Damn it. American alligator versus saltwater crocodile. <laughs> Sorry, what's the first one? American alligator versus saltwater crocodile. American alligator versus saltwater uh, saltwater crocodile. It was. Saltwater crocodile is correct. Um, can I just say quickly, I'm going to skip the next bracket and just go through to the last two winners. We got down from those winners mm. to S- Siberian tiger versus hippopotamus. Okay. And African elephant versus saltwater crocodile. Ooh. With the main event being... The Siberian tiger versus the African elephant. What is this? Siberia. Let Siberian just... tiger versus the African elephant. AI decided that that was the journey that would lead us to King of the Jungle. Probably, unless it's in a zoo, not a lot of chance. Siberia is like a, the forest of Russia, so it's like not a lot of no. This is a I lot believe... of a chance that they're going to meet up. No, I was just reading this though. This was done under the conditions that they were essentially fighters, so we put them in like a Pokemon battle. Oh no, no, so no! We, yeah. They're not in their natural environments. They're in an arena where we've made them fight. I completely understood mm-hmm. that. I just wanted to see if they ever could potentially run into each other in the wild. Not probably likely. They're on different continents. Who's your money on? African elephant or Siberian tiger. So you've obviously got strength versus, like, mm-hmm. killer instinct. It's Like, how could it not be African elephant? African elephant wins. Yeah, it's okay. It's like one stomp and that's game yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Good night, nurse. I'll see you later. You've pushed my brains out through my ass. It so would, bye. would be great to be an elephant if you never had to deal with the fact you have a tusk. Yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah, it really would just be the best animal to be. Yeah. And it's kind of the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Ned, there has been what I can only describe as one of the smartest marketing ploys that I think I've ever seen developed by a company, uh, by an airline in Canada. Now, what's happened is they have said to their customer base, very exciting news, we have brewed the perfect coffee. Wow, okay. It is actually activated and tastes better the higher the altitude. This specific coffee? This specific coffee, something about it. The way it all, it's unlocked by altitude. So the higher they can get off the ground, the better this coffee apparently tastes on your taste buds. Righto. I mean, I don't have any idea how that science would work, but that sounds cool. I like it. It does sound cool, doesn't it? And it's perfect for for, uh, airplanes. Done. Such a gimmick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's such a clever way to go. If you're a coffee aficionado, you love coffee and you're like, well, that can't be true. And there is only one way for me to find out. Mm. And that's to book a plane ticket and go and try this coffee in the plane. It's the smartest, smartest way of marketing that I've ever seen. I also would imagine that this would be quite cheap because it's like, how often are people really going up into the sky yep. on their own? So um, when I've had coffee on planes, and this is no slight on planes, I understand that they're offering a free service. Yes. It's uh, They're not offering a free service. Awful. Pay, pay a lot of money for it. No, no, yeah. And I guess that's true, but mm. I, they, they like to pretend like I haven't just paid $500 for an airplane ticket. They're oh, like, you're talking about the free water and tea. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But I'm like, you're right as well. I ha- That's not free because I've just paid $500 yeah. on a ticket. So it's like the least you could do. As a matter of fact, you should give me a three-course meal, but I'll take the free coffee. It tastes uh awful. Mm. It tastes like someone has drained a texture of all of its liquids and then just poured water on that and then it's gone, here you go. It's very visual. Yeah. Very, I understood so where you were going with that. Drained a brown texture and Ugh. then put water with it. And there you go. And then it makes um, you need to poop almost immediately. But I would say this coffee bean would be quite true because like the regular person probably is not going that high. Sell it to airlines and start having the best coffee known to, per- to, to man. Yeah, well this is the question I have. There's no way of knowing this until you've tried it which is why I think it's a great marketing ploy. But I've heard this before with other airlines talking about how their the taste of their in-flight menu has been specifically tailored because your taste buds apparently do do different things when you're that high off the ground. The yeah. altitude affects all different systems in your body. Um, how do can I be on the flight where they test that? <laughs> what were they is, there a the pl- f- is there a plane somewhere that inside of it essentially just looks like a sizzler? Like it's just <laughs> Bay Marie's of food, and people are walking around testing yeah. what food tastes good at what altitudes. <laughs> you're just walking up and down. Yeah, it is essentially a degustation yeah, board where you just you like, know? have some salami, sir, and you're like. No, this isn't hitting like it yeah, used to. No, okay. Obviously, this is ground salami. I want sky salami. Where's right. that? So, uh, come to the cheesels. We have a selection of cheesels. You're essentially just tasting foods to figure out what tastes good on up in the air. Well, it's unfortunate. We've just discovered ham takes be- tastes best when it's freshly prepared at this altitude. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in the cargo hold, we now have a couple of pigs. They're just, <laughs> they're just ready to go. Uh, so, we've got some turbulence. Um, oh, my God. I didn't realize we have five pots of soup on board. Yeah, no. uh, we're all going to die. <laughs> Producer Michael joining us in the studio. How are you, mate? I'm standing. How are no. you? You are. You are. You are still standing. We messaged our Facebook page over the weekend and said that they were mad that in all of the videos you're in, you're standing. You have a chair. I do have a chair. Get the man a chair. I'm like, he has a chair. No, no, yeah, I do. I do have a chair. I do just like to stand when I talk. My friend Jamie watched the video. I was playing Fortnite with him. I could hear it over the thing, and he said to me, "Why does Michael have to stand?" And I said to him, "That's the contract that we get made to sign. Yeah, yeah. He's not allowed a chair. (laughs) Josh and I force him to stand. I'm looking at his chair." It's there. It's, it's right there. You were just sitting on it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, it's fine. Something has happened in the office. There's been an established hierarchy that was sort of established sort of just by a show of power. Yeah. Someone just came to the table with something that no one else is really even trying, and so therefore they were immediately dubbed king. 
couple of days ago, I tried to do something nice. As a matter of fact, I was actually told by said king to pull my weight. And I think I've pulled my weight so well that I've actually dethroned you in the office. Um, you've heard us complain about it nonstop on air, but Josh has brought some gummy snakes into the office as a little snack for everyone. Making myself the, the snack king. You're the Is snack that what king. you're trying to say? The king you are of a, snacks. You're a snacking snack king. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would say that that's fair then- only because <laughs> you complained about them so much initially and then became their biggest customer. I did you, love them. You loved the gummy snakes. I did love them. They were nice to have. They ran out. And it was pointed. I know you weren't in. I know you were appreciative. Yeah, Michael, Michael said thank you, but Ned was like, no, I was no, no, don't even like lollies, and then you became a massive fan of them. There's a video on our socials where I am very angry Lose about the fact shit. that yeah, you get yeah, yeah. absolutely furious <laughs> with the concept that I suggested yeah. that I should be thanked. No, that's what actually I'm. Uh, well, now yeah. that I'm remembering, it's never the snakes. It was more the attitude that you decided I to come to the to table. Be thanked. With. Yeah, this yeah. is because now I'm starting to feel angry in the same way again, and I'm realizing <laughs> why we got there. It's because you deserve <laughs> thanks for something that no one's asked you to do anyway. This is a nice gesture, though. Uh, so Josh started demanding <laughs> stuff. He was like, "You ate like thirty snakes, which is fair enough." And then he's like, "You need to refill the snakes." Now I'm kept I'd forgetting. Al- I'd already refilled them. Twice, I think. So By the way, no one m- asked. Yeah. You just kept yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. You kept refilling it. And then you were like, you've eaten enough snakes, you need to go and refill it. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, I love Halloween, and so I've obviously bought candy and lollies for Halloween when it comes in a couple of weeks. Um, I had it at my house in a big bucket, and I thought, you know what, I'll just bring in my Halloween candy. I've got some gummy, like, uh, some gummy hamburgers. Mm-hmm. There's some Twix in there. Got a bit of a variety, not just snakes. Brought them in. People have been going crazy for these. Have they? Sure. <laughs> what about you, Michael? Have you ever have you helped yourself I've, to I've a gummy? I've tried. I've had a Mars. I've had a Twix. I've had. Oh, there's the, Mars I've, in there as well, is yeah, there? I, I found a Mars in yes, there. Yeah, it well, doesn't well, so it well. Doesn't, well, you know what worries me about this though? Is there Mars in there? Is there, that that says to me that you haven't bought these recently? No, I did. <laughs> like, I did. How <laughs> old is that bucket? <laughs> I was okay. And here's why I think I start. I need to because I, I don't know why you say calling yourself king if you don't even know what's in the bucket. I need credit because here is what. Oh! Yeah, I need credit. And, oh! and as a matter of fact, I deserve to be king. Here's oh! why. Here's why. Because you have no idea what my life is like. Uh, you can only imagine the kind of things that oh I my, go through once oh this show is done. Goodness. Um, here is why I deserve to be king. Because behind the scenes, I'm copying it from my girlfriend, Sam, my beautiful girlfriend, Sam, because I've taken our Halloween candy and brought it here. Mm. Because the Mars, as you said, I didn't know they were in there because I didn't buy a lot of these candy. She bought them and left it at my house and I've brought them here. So I have robbed my own house of lollies to bring to the table for you guys all the lollies I can and all the chocolate I can. I'm like, And so I've... I'm a Robin Hood of myself. Yes, you are. Well, I was say, from so the- get your role correct. I'm still snap, Snack King, and you are the Robin Hood. If anything, Sam is Snap Queen. Mm. If that, are those her, if, if that's her snacks. So far, yeah, Sam what? and I are the only ones that have provided anything, and you are just the one that's stolen. Mm. Stolen the snakes from me, stolen the Mars bars from her. Mm. This is a fairy tale. You just picked the wrong character if to anything, be. you might be charged at the end yeah, of this. This is... You're We're be, trying to catch you. You're that lion, Prince John, in Robin Hood. I actually don't care if I, as long as I get to be that little foxy Robin Hood from Disney, I'm yeah. happy. He's, no, the, he's the coolest. You're Russell Crowe, Robin Hood. What? <laughs> Josh, something has moved into my street, which is, and you'll know about this about me, uh, the worst thing that could have moved in for you, animal-wise. I could not be more upset. Uh, Would you like to have a guess at what it could be? I pulled into my street on Friday and I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, hopefully it's just... Ooh, I nearly exposed too much, but hopefully this scurries away. 
day on Saturday morning when I woke up. Oh, I know what it is. Out in I've one of the trees. Yeah. yeah. It's an ibis. Yep. Sure yep. is. Stupid, stinky, ugly ibis. Ned hates ibises found so much. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's found my street. Now, it's only not an enemy of the show because I have no problems with ibises. Yeah, I buy. Is that okay? What? Sure. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm just. I'm asking you. Is it I buy the hotel chain or the animal? I'm. I'm fine with both. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I actually like the hotel chain. They're, they're very affordable. The bird, however, could not have less time for it. Yeah. I hate them so much. Now I've not seen a ibis anywhere in Gungahlin, other than sometimes down near, near Yerriby Pond. Mm-hmm. But I never see them in Gungahlin. I live in Gungahlin. All of a sudden, there's just one in my street. Seemingly, the only one in Gungahlin is in my street now. Um, I hate seeing it around. It's so smug. Yeah, because it knows it's got free range. Because yeah. your your street is a bunch of townhouses. You've got bins all out the back. So yeah. probably on bin night, that thing's eating like a king. 100%. And because it's so windy at the moment, those bins have been knocked over oh, during tremendous. the night. So he's work. absolutely yep. going to town. Big fat ibis. He won't be able to fly soon. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It'll be permanently there. He'll be land-based. He'll be a land-based ibis. Tell you who else is land-based. You. Me and Lenny. Oh, Lenny, you're staffy. <laughs> You can't start training staffies onto ibises. I won't train him. No, well, <laughs> but if he just gets one errant one, I'm also kidding. I'm also the one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not talking about one errant one. We're talking about the only one you've said exists That's in all true. of the suburbs. Yeah. So. I'm also kidding. Please don't send letters. I'm not going to let my dog kill an ibis. I just would like to. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the weirder thing. It's like I'm not going to do this. I just really would like just, to. Just know that if no, if this was legal, I'd let it happen. Yeah, it's a cry for help if I've ever heard one. Ned. Yes. I need to tell you about a tax. Tax is not fun. Obviously not. Uh, it's one of my least favorite things because I don't un- really understand where it's going. I don't have a problem with um, like helping out in the community with my money and paying for roads and stuff. But at the same time, I also don't really know where it's going and I still hit potholes all the time. So I like to picture that all of my tax money, this is what I do, mm-hmm. right? So I picture that all of my tax money goes to like the coolest dude ever mm-hmm. who just lives on the beach and <laughs> surfs every day. That's pretty cool. You're and just he's just his life. He just lives within his means, yeah. uh, which is just the doll, and just <laughs> surfs all day. That like, would be pretty rad. I like to think of, I, I name him Chad, and yeah. I just believe that's where all my tax money goes. He lives like an alternate life to me. That's perfect. He's the chillest dude you yep. would know. Mm-hmm. And um, he'd love to have a beer with me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why I always put in my mind too. Okay. He'd want to be my best friend. That's great. I love it. He sounds a lot like a golden retriever, to be he honest. Does. Yeah. 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 Human golden retriever. Uh, so I don't love governmental taxes, despite like very much pay them, but I just don't really understand them. The ones I do understand is taxes at bars. Oh, yeah. So like taxes, essentially the laws that the bar have laid down of if you do this, if you take a glass into the bathroom, you're going to be charged 10 bucks. Yeah. Or if you do anything untoward that we've set up signs for, you're going to be charged money. Do we serve water in this bar? <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff yeah. exactly yeah. like that. Bit of coyote ugly. Oakland, California, uh, there is a restaurant there that is doing, like a lot of restaurants do, a bit of a all-you-can-eat breakfast with a serving of bottomless mimosas. Bottomless mimosas. Now, bottomless mimosas are... Something to say five times fast. Very hard. Yeah. Especially any bottomless mimosas. Bottomless mimosas. Bottomless mimosas. Yeah. yeah. Can't do it. Um, Bottomless mimosas are very dangerous because, I mean, I've... Not very often, but sometimes have found myself enjoying an endless bottomless mimosa enjoying in the morning and it does quite quickly get out of control you quite quickly find out oh this is why people only have like little glasses of champagne is because mm. this is very strong um 
this bar in Oakland has decided that they would be charging anyone who vomits from the bottomless mimosas fifty dollars for charge for cleaning, which is fair enough. Or if you get it all in the, the toilet bowl, doesn't you matter. Flush and it's all gone. Well, I think maybe if it's like uh, no body, no crime. It's like if oh, they yeah. can't find the body, then yeah, you, you can't okay, be charged. So, right. so that, yeah. if you do a, such a good job that there's no evidence that you ever vomited, I think maybe you'd be okay. Just a perspective murderers out there. That's not quite how that works. But you know, just not that I like to help out prospective murderers that yeah. often. But I'm also to- please don't take anything that I say. Actually, don't listen to the show. If you're murdering people, <laughs> feel free to not listen to the show. You know just what? Know I don't support. We what you're don't doing. want a massive, massive crossover audience for people that murder people and people that don't. That's yeah. where we really don't want to support that group. I really didn't think we'd have to draw a line. In the stand this morning. I didn't think we'd get there through bottomless mimosas, but, but here we are. Quite like bottomless mimosas. Who knows where it was going to end up? Who knows where this was going to end up? <laughs> but no, I think if you vomit and no one knows you vomited, yeah. be good. Yeah. Be good. If it's And not not like oh, into a vase no, or something. No, no, no. Something's going to find later. Like no. if it's gone and no one's ever going to find it later... You've, you've taken care... You've cleaned it you've up. You've handled yeah, business. Yeah. It's a $50 cleaning fee. If there's nothing to clean, where's the fee coming from? You get $50. I don't know if no one likes me. vomiting. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> they should give you $50. Oh, you poor thing. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's Hit 104.7.